Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio, a show featuring people and companies who are making a positive contribution to the world. This show will help you learn how to apply success principles in every area of your life so that you can make the most out of your skills and talents and accomplish more of your goals. To find out more about the show, please visit www.journeytosuccessradio.com. Hello, welcome everyone to the Journey to Success Radio Network. Our purpose on JTS Radio is to interview people who are making a positive difference in the world with transformational businesses, thoughts, ideas, and actions that encourage and inspire. My name is Taylor Tag. I am a forgiveness educator and coach certified by the Midwest Institute for Forgiveness Training and a certified Napoleon Hill Foundation Leadership Instructor. Find out more about my work and how to let go of resentment, pain, and suffering in a few easy steps. Please visit me at TheEvolvingHeart.com and inquire about my number one bestseller, The Path to a Peaceful Heart. And now up to today's success story. My guest today is Karen Leeds. Karen is a coach, author, and speaker empowering people to recapture life's magic. She uses laughter and little-known secret, secrets that she definitely did not learn as a management consultant and dance teacher. She's compiled those secrets into a book called Life's Magic Carousel, How to Grab the Brass Ring Before the Music Stops, which is coming out in just a couple of months. Karen is joining us on Journey to Success Radio today to talk about how to empower your life. So, Karen, welcome to Journey to Success Radio. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's great that you're on the program today, and we want to talk about your book first and foremost. Uh, in a few minutes here, and learn about your coaching practice and your experiences. But tell us a little bit about your background and how you got started uh, in coaching in your business. Um, Well, I think I developed an interest early on in um, personal development and growth, and I started reading in my teens, um, you know, books like I'm Okay, You're Okay, and just like anything I could get my hands on. Um, And a lot of it was just for my own, um, you know, understanding, trying to figure out relationships and communication and sort of being the best person you could be. Um, And I I found it fascinating. And what I discovered is I've uh, I've taught dance and I got my MBA. I was a management consultant. And I, I discovered I really wanted that connection with other people and I wanted to offer them sort of the, you know, a summary of what I had learned because it seemed that if other people had that knowledge, they could improve their lives a great deal. And most of what I learned, you know, I, I learned through self-exploration. I took, I think, seven transformational courses. One was four months long. And, you know, I ended up raising $1,500 for a worthy cause. And, I just I felt so empowered and I wanted to share that and make sure that other people could have access to that as well. Yeah, you've got you've got a lot of experience. Uh, you've taken a lot of personal development courses and you got your MBA and you you've got a wealth of knowledge. So what 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 is the concept of your coaching practice and kind of what do you really hone in and focus on with your clients? Sure. What I do is um 
primarily improve um, communication and relationships. So those are my two areas I focus on. And um, uh, so basically, it's I've learned a bunch of tools about. Um, sorry, phone ringing in the background here. I apologize. Um, you know how to how to kind of set boundaries and speak up when something's not working for you, and um, you know make sure that you're communicating with someone. Uh, and these are things, relationships and communication, we, we run into them in every aspect of our lives, um, at work, at home, you know, with teenagers. Um, and there are a lot of times that we're communicating, either, either we're not communicating, we're not speaking up for ourselves, and there's something we either have been asked to do or we feel we should do. Um, so we're taking on tasks that, we we really aren't necessarily interested in doing or excited about doing. And so we tend to get a little dragged down um, with sort of a long to-do list. And there aren't too many things on the list that we want to actually be doing. Um, and then another area is just making sure that we're communicating effectively. So when we're talking with someone, um, you know, there's a lot of times if you communicate with someone and you're sort of not not taking into account their perspective. You might not actually be communicating well. So, for example, with um, with a teenager, if you tell your teenager your room's a mess, and then you go on to say something about they should pick it up, they might not agree that it's actually a mess. So, it's better to actually describe what you see. You know, I see two pair of pants, five socks you know, whatever on the floor of your room. You know, I'd like you to remove all clothing from the floor of your room. In, in that case, you're not describing it. I mean, to you it's a mess. But they might not agree. So it actually, it, it makes a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great point because we do have different perspectives and we see things differently. And we, we just normally assume that the other person sees it exactly as we do or they should if they don't. And so I, I know we have communication breakdowns. Are there any other you know, tips that you can give us because you've hit on a, a really big topic of communications that can help us be more aware or, or observe you know, our communications with the, the people around us? Well, sure, absolutely. Um, you know, just the whole idea of sometimes we assume that someone's doing something to annoy us you know, so sort of trying to put yourself in the other person's shoes. You know, and maybe someone's kind of going on at length about something that's bothering them, and we don't necessarily want to hear it. Um, you can actually convey the same message. You know, so if you decided you'd had enough and you didn't want to listen to it, you can do that in a really kind way. And you can probably use the same number of words. So it's kind of, it's kind of ironic that, you know, if you say something like, I can't listen to this anymore. Um, what is that, like six word, five words. You can say the same thing like, I, I really hear your pain, let's move on or something. You know, and so you can actually make the person feel validated without, you know, taking away that they're, you know, they have strong emotions about it. And yes, you don't necessarily need to continue listening, 
But the more that you can put yourself in someone else's shoes and sort of get a sense of how things might land for them, it makes a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. And I know it's, uh, we've all heard of the, the golden rule, but there's also the platinum rule too, which is treat others the way they want to be treated. This is uh, exactly what you're saying there is, you know, put yourself in their shoes and, and kind of, you know, uh, be with them and try to, you know, make their life a little bit easier. And that, that makes our lives a lot easier, I know, as far as communications right. go. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. great tips there is for our listeners here on, you know, communications and giving kind of us your, your system of success and how you work with your, your clients so what would it be like for me to um, be your coaching client? I know you work, with, you work with your clients and you set up a coaching system here. So give us an idea of what we could expect uh, if, if we were to, to work with you, Karen. Sure. Um, so a client comes in and the first thing I ask is, what, what do you want your life to look like? What, you know, what is it that you're missing? What is it that you're really... That you're really hoping for. Um, and usually people have a pretty clear idea of what they want. Um, and it might be pretty specific, like, you know, I, I want a date, or um, I've got way too much to do, or, you know, whatever it is, there's some sort of presenting issue. So, so first we figure out what it is they do want. And then we figure out, okay, what do you have now? You know, so I want a date, but I'm doing all these favors for other people and it's taking all my time and energy. Okay, so you look at where you want to go, you look at where you are now, and there are probably a number of paths that could take you, you know, from where you are to where you want to go. Um, and so it's just a question of figuring out what makes the most sense for you. Um, you know, people might do this differently, but often they're, you know, often it kind of boils down to similar things. Like people don't always do such good self-care. They don't always take such good care of themselves. Um, They often put other people first. And, you know, they're just not having downtime and they're not doing the activities they want to be doing. So, So often there's like a whole laundry list of things that they're doing that they really don't want to do. And sometimes these things are things that have just, you know, they're habits. They're sort of like, um, you know, they go watch TV after a long day and they might have the TV on for three hours every night, you know, and that's sort of a big time sink. Um, so when you start to look at obstacles, okay, this is this is what you say you want and, and right now you're spending like, you know, I don't know, 10 hours a week watching TV. You know, one possibility is, are there particular shows that you're really interested in? And then are there other ones that you've just sort of defaulted to watching? Um, And you really could let go. Um, You know, the other thing is you might be doing something, I I find this often with clients, is they're doing something to be kind to either a relative or a friend or a neighbor. And I found myself in the same boat. Um, And... You, you start to help and then it becomes sort of a pattern. And, it can, I found I was helping like 40 hours a week for a while, <laughs> a, a neighbor who had fallen. And 
I had to kind of extricate myself from that, you know, to, to remove myself from that. And, you know, it's really a process of doing it slowly and kindly. Um, but what happens is if you pull back, inevitably someone else will step forward or even better, the person themselves will decide, hey, wait a minute, this is something that I can handle myself. And it's actually very empowering. Um, I had a client who was working, uh, you know, she wanted to date and she had a relative that she was doing a big favor for. And it was taking, I'm trying to remember, it was she would go every day, it was like two hours a day. And it was just, she was so, she felt like she couldn't stop. And so what happened is after we meet and we talked about that, I said, just can you reduce it at all? You know, like go every other day. And what was funny is the first time she said, I'm just going to do this every other day to help. And the person just said, you know what? I can do it myself. And so she suddenly gained back all this time. Um, and that's what I find is that little, little things make a difference. So when you come in and you've got this dream list of what you want and then you have the actual list of what you have, it's, it's not as hard as people think it is. Like a lot of people think that their lives are set in stone and they can't be changed. And, and really that's, that's far from the truth. We just have sort of, it's actually more habit than anything else that we might have gotten into these ways of living. And, and it's really not so hard to change. And what, what I, I help my clients see is that if they make small changes, they can actually make a huge difference in their life. Oh, wonderful. And again, if you're interested in working with Karen, you can, you can find her at lifecoachingmagic.com, which is her website. And Karen, you can give out, give out your information so anybody that wants to contact you, you know, can do so easily. Sure. Um, so you can, you can go to lifecoachingmagic.com. My email is karen at lifecoachingmagic.com. Um, and uh, so you can reach out that way. Uh, I also have a free... Uh, a free tips booklet. So uh, if you're interested, that's on the website. So you can go nine tips to create confidence. But um, I, uh, I, you know, I'm thrilled. I, I, what I've found is that very, um, it, it doesn't take a lot of time. For example, I, I had a client, a, a gentleman who had five kids that were teens and 20-somethings. And so he had five kids. He had one large issue in each relationship. And um, we met for six hours total, which is a little over an hour per kid. And that was it. That's really all he needed. Um, and so I find that I've just collected, you know, a huge amount of information. I've sort of done the work for people. And, and then I can just summarize it and kind of hand them off knowledge that makes a big difference. Um, and, you know, this is knowledge that it would be really nice if we learned this in school when you, you know, when you look at the fact that kids go to, you know, at least grade 12 in school and they're rarely taught anything about um, communication and relationships. Um, it, it, you know, it's kind of sad in a way because there's, a, I think it was Lyle Lowndes, I believe that's who said it, um, 85% of success in life is due to communication skills. Mm. That's huge. That's absolutely huge. And I feel like, you know, it's, it's, it's too bad that most people are, 
you know, unaware of that. And then also they don't know what to do to make those communication skills more effective. Absolutely. And I, and I, you know, I think we should have a relationship one-on-one taught in schools and, and, and also how to, how to have good relationships. It's so critical uh, to our success in, in our business life and our personal life that uh, there's just not a focus on it. And it's so, it's so important for those who are lacking, they feel like they're lacking in communication or lacking in their relationship skills. Karen is a great uh, adversary to have and a good person to rely on for a lot of great information. But Karen, tell us um, what happens when you, when you begin to improve your communication skills and your relationship skills are there any mindset changes that, that take place, and, and what have you seen out there working with your your clients? Well, there there are huge changes. Um, you know, for example, I worked with a woman who um, had an employee that she, you know, she had several employees that reported to her. She was a manager, and um, you know, all of the relationships were fine except this relationship with this one employee, and so. You know, we we talked about it, and we didn't spend that long talking about it, but essentially, um, you know, I had her just shift from being in her head to being in his head, you know, because she sort of wasn't sure what to do or how to handle it, but, you know, just that shift to putting herself in his shoes made all the difference. You know, like she wanted him to, I don't even remember, it was like a, a certain... Uh, way of doing projects or whatever it was. You know, she wanted to make a change, but she was having a hard time connecting with him. So really it was just, you know, if you picture two people in a relationship, and we're, as you said, we're in relationships at home, at work, everywhere. You know, you go to the grocery store, you buy food. There's a relationship with the person that's checking you out, you know, the cashier. Um, So life is just filled with relationships. But you know, if you can, if you picture two people and like a little cartoon bubble over each of their heads as to what they're thinking, you know, if you can move from your bubble into theirs, you know, so that you're actually, you know, not inside their head, but trying to picture things from their perspective, that, that's a, probably the biggest mindset shift, um, is if you can actually just see what they're, you know, why they're thinking and feeling the way they are. And, and really just kind of acknowledging them as human and having emotions and feelings that might be different from yours, but they're certainly valid. You know, we can't tell other people what they should think and not think and what they should feel. So it's really, it's just shifting that. Um, another big mindset shift is not, and, and, and you, Taylor, are probably an excellent person. You, you've done this. Or you're an example of this not taking your past and dragging it through the rest of your life. Um, you know, sort of dealing with it, achieving peace about it, and then letting go of it. Um, and there are horrendous things that happen to people and things they don't have control over that happen either when they were little or, you know, whatever. They, you know, life, life is not always good and not always good to us. But if we take that with us, um, it's sort of giving either people or situations or whatever it was a power over us that they really don't need to have uh, and that they don't deserve. Um, And so the more that we can kind of 
cut our ties to that and move on um, and just, you know, feel that freedom from not kind of taking that with you every step you take from then on. You know, people will have things that happen to them, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years before, and they bring that with them and they can't let go of it. Um, I actually heard something interesting recently that um, forgiving, you know, forgiving is great and it's important to do for yourself. It's not so much you're doing it for the other person. Um, but a lot of times it's hard to forgive because we're waiting for an apology. And that, you know, that we're really doing ourselves a disservice, that we're not going to get that apology. And the best thing we can do for ourselves is to just, you know, forgive and, and move on. And that's not saying that what happened was right or shouldn't have happened, but it did happen, and it's sort of being honest and accepting and acknowledging that, okay, that happened, it's over, I can now move forward with my life. Mm, great points. I mean, uh, uh, that's the crux of the work that, that I do. And you're so right that people are accepting, they're, they're waiting for that apology they're never going to receive. And I even talk, right. I even talk about that in, in workshops and forgiveness in the workplace, getting people to the point where they can accept the apology they, they'll never receive and be able to move on. Because the past, whatever happened in the past, will never change. And once we accept that and move on, it's not what's happened to us in the past, but what it means to us. When we change the meaning for what it means to us, we can then move forward and move on with our life. Great points. I love uh, your your comments on that, Karen, as well. Well, it's. I just want to add one thing. People walk around life saying. Okay, to other people, you should do this and you should do that and you ought to, you know, who is who, who is in charge of all these shoulds? You know, like <laughs> really, it's, it's like it kind of is like tying your hands when you do that. You know, if you listen to, and maybe it's your parents' voice in your head, whatever it is, you know, it, it just, there's that guilt and there's that, you know, you should be doing this and you're looking at your life going, I, I should really be doing that. There's no one deciding. I mean, unless you're doing things to intentionally harm people, which most of us aren't. You know, they're really just let go of those shoulds and ought to and and just, like, accept that what it is you want for your life is good and nobody's going to sit in judgment of you. You know, like, let that go um, and, and do what it is you want to pursue. Most people want to pursue things that are positive and healthy for other people and that really kind of give back in a way. Um, and that, you know, that, that also, if you want the best life, the best thing to do is to give back. That's huge, you know. And then also just feeling gratitude for what you do have. Um, you know, I know a woman right now is homeless, and I've known a, a few women like that. And, and it's a scary thing. But at the same time, if you have, like, a shelter or someplace you can go, you know, at least you're not, like, in a car or something, you know, living night after night in a car. So even if things aren't good, you know, and they might even be bad, in your opinion, they could be worse. So, you know, sort of feeling grateful for what it is you do have. Yeah, that's so important. It's so important. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about uh, your, your book that's coming out here, Life's Magic Carousel, How to Grab the Brass Ring Before the Music Stops. 
tell us a little bit about that and what we can expect from uh, your book. Sure. What it is, it's really, it's a lot of things that I've learned. You know, a few things I've been mentioning, um, you know, that people tend not to know about. And so it's sort of boiling them down into steps where they can do these things pretty easily. And I also wrote the book, I wanted people to read it, and I wanted them to read it cover to cover. So I, um, I made it kind of lighthearted and, and humorous so that it wouldn't be this you know, deep kind of academic textbook that you had to wade through. Because I really wanted people to you know, just be able to pick it up and read it and, and change their lives. So that, you know, that's been my goal. And I think I've done a pretty good job with it. But it's, it's some of the basic things I've mentioned. Um, being able to speak up and set boundaries and, you know, kind of being collaborative and, you know, kind of stepping in the other person's shoes and sort of partnering with life. Um, and uh, I, I think it's done in a way that's pretty easy to grasp. It's fairly short, and it just it hits upon some, some critical things that most people are sort of unaware of. Um, or if not unaware, they feel that maybe they you know, they don't have the right to step up and, you know, grab life with both hands. Um, and, you know, that, that's sort of an image I, that's sort of a thing I like to say, grab life with both hands and wrestle that puppy into a shape that works for you. You know, it's, it's like so many of us are waiting for permission. And so that book is really giving you permission to live your life now for today the way you want it to be and not to live by anybody else's, you know, sort of um, prescriptions or saying you ought to do this, you should do that. And, you know, obviously if you have kids, you're going to take care of your kids. I'm not saying, you know, step back from that. But, but really taking charge and taking control of your life and steering it the direction you want it to go. Wonderful. And while we're waiting for your book to come out in July, are there, is there a book or two that you recommend for our listeners who want to improve their communication skills and relationship skills, who want to just dive in immediately? Sure. There's, um, there are a couple books that are, you know, there's some that have been around a really long time, like I'm Okay, You're Okay. And it's great. It's really all about not making other people wrong. You know, you don't, you don't have to succeed by putting other people down. That book's been around forever. Um, they're, they're, again, an old book. Uh, everything I know I learned in kindergarten. <laughs> and it's like when you look at the rules from kindergarten, it's, it's kind of a funny thing. But um, there's so many books out there. There, there are books, um, you know, Fearless Speaking. I just took a public speaking class. And um, that book is all about getting out of your own head and getting into, you know, be with your audience. And that even, you know, even if people aren't going to get up and speak, it's that concept of, you know, get out of your own head. Just, you know, be with other people and um, don't be so worried about every little thing you do and what it means. And people are not analyzing what you do and say, you know, to the extent that you think they might be. Um, and Lyle Lowndes, and I can't remember the title of the book, uh, she wrote a book about communication. And um, there, there's just a number of them. There's a favorite one is the power of habit, and that has to, less to do with communication, although we get into habits with our communication, you know, like maybe not even listening and just going, uh-huh, 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 
and 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 that book explains that habits are um, they go into a different part of the brain, so they're actually subconscious. So to change a habit, you actually have to be conscious of what it is you're doing. You know, the habits that you're actually doing aren't handled by the main part of your brain. Um, and there was one other I was thinking. Mm, there's a there's a memory book. You know, if you just want to improve the quality of your life, uh, and it's so funny. I told people for a while, I'm reading this great book on memory, and they'd say, what's it called? And I'd go, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. So I actually did what the book suggested, and I sat down and I looked at the cover. And it's called Moonwalking with Einstein. So I actually pictured, because our, our, our visual um, pictures are much easier for us to remember. So... Um, I pictured Einstein in his little space suit and, you know, kind of hopping around on the moon and it was dark and you could see the earth in the background. And then I remembered the title, you know. So things like that that can make a huge difference in your life. Um, and that also, not so much communication, but relationships. If you, you know, go to the store and there were three things you were supposed to do and you can't remember them, you know, I put them into a little story now so that I remember all three of them. Um, just things like that that make make life simpler. Wonderful, wonderful. And again, you can you, if you're interested in working with Karen uh, and read more about her book, uh, you can find her at lifecoachingmagic.com. So, Karen, last question here, and it's the Journey to Success original. Tell us, you know, what is it re- really that drives you to be successful, to be a good life coach, and really makes at the heart of your of your business. Well, I think I just have always uh, been interested in people and what makes them tick, but really just wanting to make a difference, like that that's my main focus, you know, is, I mean, that's one of the reasons I wanted to, math, you know, understand all about communication and relationships so I would be more successful. But it's turned into this, you know, focus on other people and just, if each of us could make a difference in even one person's life every day, even a small thing, you know, I just picture how much better, a, you know, place the world would be. And I just, I realize I can make such a difference in such, you know, it's, it's easy to do that. And, you know, for example, coaching, one hour, you know, even just our time here today, people hopefully have gotten things that they hadn't even known about or thought about or, you know, just a different take on things that, um, you know, if you if people want to be a life coach, you really need to like people, you know, and you really have to just be fascinated by people. And I have that fascination and I also want to impart, you know, whatever wisdom I've learned over the years. Um, I like to kind of go off and learn a whole bunch and then I like to kind of distill it down to something really, you know, a, a small and manageable chunk that people can use. Um, so that's that's what drives me. Oh, wonderful. And again, if you want to find out more about Karen and contact her to work with her, you can find her at lifecoachingmagic.com and well, at least at least go on the website and download her free report, Nine Tips to Create Confidence. So, again, we want to thank you, Karen, uh, Karen Leeds, for joining us today. You are listening to the Journey to Success radio network. Find out more about the network, visit us at journeytosuccessradio.com. 
We'll see you soon for our next amazing success story. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey to Success Radio. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the show, email tom at tomtutall.com for details.